look around and just feel like you're different than everybody in your entire life? Do you often feel like nobody really knows who I am? Well, on today's edition, I'm going to unlock the mystery of who you really are and why you really are different than everybody else. Today, I answer that question, are you divergent? And I think you're going to be amazed at the answer. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hey friends, welcome back. Stephen Canyon, glad to have you with us. KineticBelief.com is the website, and if you would like to comment on today's podcast, KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com. Hey, the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief Guided Journal is available, and this is the book where you begin your new journey of determining what it is exactly that you want to experience in this life. You can get the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief 100-Day Guided Journal, and your life will begin soaring to new heights in every direction. And that's also available at kineticbelief.com. And then also on the website, while you're there perusing around, you can download your Purpose Workbook. The Purpose Workbook unlocks your innermost purpose for life, and it helps to guide you to a place that's meant just for you. That's the Law of Attraction Purpose Workbook, also available at KineticBelief.com. Hello, Miss Megan. Hello, love. How are you today? I'm fabulous today. You are, aren't you? Yes. Are you excited about today? I am. every way, shape, and form? The whole day in general or just the podcast? Just your entire life. Oh, yeah. My, my life is super exciting. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. It, it actually is. It does. It so is. much fun. It well, does. we've been traveling over the last several days, yeah. so we are not at our normal location. No. However, we will be traveling again tonight and be getting in about 1 o'clock in the morning down at the coast. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I love it, though. I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. I wouldn't either. Truly. We're always running. Always running. It's fun, though. I, I like it. You know, and I was even thinking earlier today about, you know, would I, would I rather just, you know, maybe stay in one spot? And I quickly came up with the answer of no, because I think it's just so awesome to be having a season of traveling and seeing so much and packing so much into it a little bit of time. Season? <laughs> a lifetime? A lifetime. I don't of. know. <laughs> well, you, you, um, you like coffee. Oh my goodness! And that kind of helps you. There you really I mean, aren't enough words in the English language. I think you know where every Starbucks is in the entire world. Well, not just Starbucks, but just coffee shops and any coffee shop. If there, I have a little. I think I have a sixth sense about. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. <laughs> like, do, 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 do. But then again, you do have Radar. a cutoff, a, a time where you say, "Okay, that's enough," or I will be up all night. Oh, that's correct. Uh, four o'clock is it for me? If I have a drop of coffee after four, Isn't funny? I'm up all night. Yeah, it's crazy. So I pack it in though. Three fifty-eight. <laughs> I'm having one more final shot. Well, espresso. let me ask you this: Do you consider yourself to be divergent? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you are. And you know the definition yeah. of it. And I mean, you've embraced it already, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always loved the vagabond lifestyle. I eat pineapple pizza. I mean, I think a lot of <laughs> people, a lot of people don't really know what it means to be divergent. And it's been a, it's been a, a source of humor for a lot of people for a long, ever since the movie yeah. came out. Divergent. Uh, was that the name of the movie? Or, yeah. Or the, I think no, so. she was divergent, but I don't think it was, a, it was a, a series movie, of books it? and then a movie, but you know. Well, there was there, there was this girl. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's this girl. She lived in a well, 
futuristic world in uh-huh. which society is divided into these uh, factions. Oh yeah, yes, factions was even the word they used. Okay, okay, yeah. and and it was every person. I think it was as they entered into, they became grown ups, uh-huh. and then part of that passing uh, the rite of passing or becoming an adult they had to choose a faction and mm-hmm. they had to commit commit to that faction for the rest of their lives yeah is that right yes it is well um and and i think and in, in what was there was dauntless and i think that the <laughs> why do you remember tried, this well, I'm just, we saw this movie like coming, times. well i'm just remembering because we we did see it a couple times i think but those and the dauntless were those that um Guys, they were chasing after bravery more than anything else. Yes, that's okay. correct. Well, but I remember that the, the girl's um, initiation, she, it led to the discovery that she's uh, what they call divergent <laughs> and that she'll never be able to fit into just one of those factions because she could go from any faction one to the other. That's, I, that was the premise of the movie. I know it is, but I just think it's funny you remember all of that. That's crazy. Oh, that's, that's all I remember. I don't, I don't know where, where, <laughs> where it took it place or, who, or it who it was or who they yeah. got started. But, yeah. but I do remember that it was her um, initiation that led to the discovery that she was somehow divergent. Well, basically, you, there was like this select few that wouldn't fit into any category. And those people were sort of considered a threat, I guess. Mm, to and like, it was because of the threat that she was warned that she needed to conceal her status. Exactly. So she said, else. I'm not divergent. Uh, and then she just chose Dauntless just to pick one. But then she goes on and she starts to uncover this huge looming war thing oh, that was yeah. unfolding and, and it threatened everybody that she apparently loved yes. and cared about. It's very Orwellian, that. the entire thing. But the, I think the point of it is, is that actually the movie sort of it represents how society really does work today. And I think that's what kind of hit on all of the, mm-hmm. the popularity buttons of that particular movie. Everybody is told from an early age that they have to choose their faction. Yeah. That's very true. Which is the opposite of being unique and different, or, which we always teach and talk about. And even if they're not told to choose, they're absolutely, you know, if they're not told, then it's assumed. You know, oh, you just oh, are. Yeah. You don't you don't choose. They just say, this is what you're doing. And for the rest of your life, have fun. Good luck. West Side Story. <laughs> yes. In the halls of your high school. Yeah. I mean, and here they come with the torches lit and, you know, who, what faction are you going to choose? It's us from the West or us from the East. You choose. Those are your <laughs> yeah. two choices. A lot of times that can be, have so many things it's based in, right? It can be a family, your lineage, what grandpappy and dad and everybody else has always done or... Uh, you know, there are pressures from all, all different sides. What Absolutely. What neighborhood are you from? What is your skin color? Do you play a clarinet? Yeah. What, who, who, who's your dad? What's yeah. your family? How much money do you have? Are you, do you come from a wealthy family or poor so family? So many assumptions being made. Choose your faction. Wow. Oh my gosh. And that's yuck. the screw up of society. <laughs> Honestly, yuck. So, <laughs> which brings us to the question, are you divergent? <laughs> And, and yes, you already have the answer. I am. Yes, I am. Well, how do you know you're divergent? And and if you are divergent, and I will go ahead, and this is a spoiler alert. Yes, you're divergent. Every single person listening right now, mm. I want you to know right here at the beginning of today's podcast, you are divergent. Are you divergent only if you choose to be or if you say that you are? Or are you just saying that everyone just is? Everyone just is, but now you're going to have to agree with your divergent self. Your status, your divergent That's right. status. That's right. Because you you could you could make the decision to deny that, which most people do. Which most people. Well, do. actually, the decision is made for you when you decide when you're not even involved. You cannot opt out of this. Mm. 
because whatever makes each individual person unique on the within, it already is. So it's not a choice that you have to make. Do I want to become divergent? You are divergent, but what we do as human beings having a natural experience is come into agreement with your divergent self to unbecome all of those factions that people have tried to paint you with from the very day that you come into the world. You know, you've got people gathering around you. Oh, look, uh, she looks just like grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good no. luck with that one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. They're, that's her faction. Oh, man. But they, they you know, and it, it's just, yeah. that, that is the... It's the, ugly, right? I mean, that's just a horrible thing to do to people. Right. But it's what everyone does. Yeah. How, who are you going to, what's the group that you're going to fit in with? Where is your tribe? Why do you think that is? Why does the world just feel this need to want to put everyone in some box? Because I have to say, I feel like I could be in a new box every day. I mean, it just depends on the day. The type of person I am is, you know, the things I'm pursuing, the things I love, the things I enjoy. It just depends on how I woke up that morning. I am going to thoroughly explain exactly why that is. Oh, okay, cool. And we're going to, oh, we're going to advance ourselves uh, tremendously today. And I think everybody's going to enjoy yeah. This episode probably as much, if not more, than any of the others, because if you're like most people, you've often asked yourself or just been aware that, oh my goodness, I am not like anybody I'm hanging out with. Mm. I'm not like this, not really, the fraternity that I joined. I'm pretending to be, but gosh darn it, I'm sad at the end of the day because I'm not like anybody. What's wrong with me? Mm. And as soon as somebody, I'm afraid that they'll, if somebody figures out that I am as different as I know that I am, they might call me weird or strange or not like me anymore, God forbid. Wow. It, it, it is interesting how something like this is going to be a huge part of your success because the world really is constantly trying to put you into some specific category, specific box or faction. Um, and it's something to overcome if you actually want to achieve that really high level of living and, and believing and thinking and existing. Every single person is faced with the same, uh, the same challenge, and that is to overcome the what you call the box that the world is putting you into. Mm-hmm. And uh, very few actually do. And you could you could even say it's the one percenters that actually come out of that box and recognize their divergent selves in order to go on to live a, a, a wonderful advancing life of, of advancing their mind and body and soul toward perfected completion wow. and living a, a life of peace, joy, happiness, great friendships, prosperity, and uh, perfected health, all those things come with daring yourself and being courageous enough, bold enough and brave enough to live a life representing the, the divergency that you, you have on the within. I would imagine this all, like everything else we talk about, it starts in the mind. You know, we're talking about things that have manifested the life you were just describing of the one percenters. But again, the place you start is your thoughts, how you see yourself, how you allow people to define you. It's tr- it, it can be tricky. It can be really tricky, especially if you've allowed that to, to take place year after year after year. you you got to <laughs> unravel some things. Well, it's a mystery if you don't know what to do. Mm, and it, it is, it's a mystery to be uncovered and discovered. And that is the, the thrill of exploration. Every single person on the planet, all 7.6 billion human beings alive right now are individuals. They are divergent and they are all, every single person 
actually has creative genius on the inside of them. And often, and when I say this, a lot of people think, well, I'm not creative. I can't paint or play music. I can't do anything creative. Look, those, these, all those people that say that, you've been sadly misinformed. Creativity is nothing more than intelligence having fun. In other words, being creative, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are artistic. It doesn't mean that you play an instrument. And it doesn't mean that you're not doing those things. Being creative... And this is so important for everybody to understand. Being creative simply means that your mind is designed in a way that enables you to make decisions and imagine new ideas and have insightful, creative moments that are unique to you and not like anyone else's. It's those things that you know make you different. And rather than sitting around thinking, gosh, I'm just not like anybody else, what you start doing is embracing why you're not different than anybody else and celebrating those moments because what you're actually doing is you are communing with that thing that makes you different. You are having a relationship or that the within genius is trying to communicate to you is saying, hey, I'm in here. Please recognize me so together we can embrace our uniqueness and go and celebrate a life of victory while you're here in the land of the living. That's what's actually happening. Every time you have that unction coming out from the inside of you and tapping you on the the shoulder of your soul saying, you know, you're not like anyone else. Look, that's not a voice of condemnation. That's a voice of your genius saying, come on, let's run together. It seems like the most difficult part of making this transition and like you said, uncovering really the mystery of how to live this way is going to be the execution because how many of us have great ideas and they're, but they never leave our own mind. You know, they just, they settle into our heart and into our mind and really our inner self, but they're never executed into the physical. Every single person has great ideas, everybody. But what happens is, again, it it usually comes with a voice of condemnation. Even the most uh, uh, advanced elite athlete or talented artist, they'll start painting. And there's a little voice that says, you know, you're not any good. Mm -hmm. That's a voice of condemnation. And that is the, the voice of least resistance. That's the one that tries to tear you down. It's the one that condemns. It's the one that judges. The, the world at large has that voice, and you've also got it on the within, on the inside of you. And that is the negative source influencer that if you stop long enough, if you stop even momentarily to consider and to harbor those negative thoughts, those voices of condemnation, then it becomes a negative desire of yours. And here's the thing. The law of attraction works to attract that negative thing. In other words, it comes in and it just destroys what could have, what was meant for good. I like that you just made the point that elite athletes, the one percenters, be, if, if you know someone or if you've heard of someone who's in that category, you see them as an elite athlete, a billionaire, someone that is uh, incredibly successful, that they are that way because they're doing this, because they've, they've created that mindset that got them to that place because I think a lot of times when we look at those people it seems incredibly out of reach and we feel very disconnected to it but I like that you just made that connection that this is your connection to the elite yeah often those elite athletes and since we brought that up they they have coaches that will point them to that uh, creative divergent self on the inside and they celebrate it and they champion it they build it up Mm -hmm. and they continually remind that young child who has an aptitude for tennis 
or throwing a baseball, whatever it is. And they continually remind them that you are divergent. You're special. You're one of a kind. Mm -hmm. And then they go out and train to become that thing that they've imagined to be. Right. And I just, again, I love thinking about that, thinking about the fact that your connection as, you know, if you see yourself as average, the way that you overcome the average and move over into that elite status is through really what we're talking about today. Yeah, average always seeks out the path of least resistance. Mm. Look, each person has an obligation to locate their diversion self and to pay attention whenever it taps you on the shoulder and just stop what you're, get away from the noise of of observation and influencers, both positive and negative, because these are the occasions where you need to, to listen, to understand what makes you different. Why are you divergent? The thing that makes... Uh, you, unlike anything else or anyone else, our imaginations have the ability to connect us with that divergent self or to imitate the creativity of others. You can do either one of those. That's what is unique about being a human being. You have the ability to connect with your inner genius or to imitate the creativity of others. And again, the path of least resistance always says to imitate the the average always says, look around and see what you like. Oh, you've got an aptitude for this thing. So watch, watch this person and go and join their tribe because now you've located your purpose in, for your creative genius in this life. Imitation, and we talked about this the other day, is, is uh, it's a, a horrible thing for you to, uh, to, to latch onto and say that this is my purpose for life. Imitation is there for observation to then take that thing that you've observed, that you've appreciated in another unique creator to begin fashioning what makes you different through the observation of that creative genius of another person. But to look within to understand what makes you different. Every human being has the successful component of creation on the inside of them. But again, just so few are courageous enough to come out of the closet of factions. You mentioned just a moment ago that we are obligated to tap into that divergent self. Do you really think that that you know activating your true self is your responsibility? That it's really something that we have a, a sort of a duty just because we exist to do? Oh, absolutely, because if you don't do that, then you're going to be tempted to always follow after the path of least resistance. It's like, okay, there are two paths here. One goes up a hill and one goes down a hill. Laziness says, run down the hill. And every time you run down the hill, that's just a hill of, that's like saying, I'm just going to imitate what I see. It's easy. Show show me, show me what to do. Tell me how to do it. (laughs) I'm lazy. That's imitation. Yeah. No, but the the beautiful thing about this, if you are willing to go the extra mile, to do the the more difficult thing, and that is to, again, come out of the closet of factions, to embrace what makes you different, well, then that's what leads to a successful, abundant life of perfecting yourself, mind, body, and soul every single time. And that's what the one percenters do. All of us have heard of Winston Churchill, and I was over in England, it's been a few years now, but I was visiting Blenheim Palace where he grew up in Oxfordshire, England, and I remember a quote, he once said, how could I not have been great having grown up in Blenheim Palace? Well, and there's so much truth to that, and if you read any of the things that uh, about him as a child or gro- a boy growing up, he was anything but great, he was lazy, far less than average, wasn't that bright, 
didn't do well in school. In fact, his father, I think a year before passing away, wrote him a letter scolding him that if he didn't get his act together, paraphrasing, get his act together, then basically he was going to live a uh, less than spectacular life. (laughs) And then, of course, we know that as the story unfolded, his mammoth task of leading England during World War II. And Churchill was known for all those special qualities of courage and perseverance, independence, physical and emotional resilience that he demonstrated, and of course, his, his speaking skills and I remember a a, a famous speech that he made to a graduating class, and he said, he said, uh, never give in, never give in, never, 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 never in nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in, except to convictions of honor and good sense. And of course, honoring your convictions and having the wisdom to not be double-minded where your articles of faith are concerned, that's the thing that begins a person to embrace their divergent self and to go on and start living a unique and amazing life. But if he can do it, I think the, the point of it is anybody, anyone can. Absolutely. Because just like you're saying, the way that he was in childhood, you know, we can compare that to our past. No matter what your past looks like, this is an opportunity. This is an option for you. It doesn't matter what yesterday looked like. I really love that. Um, you were talking about, you know, never give in, never give in. I, lo- I love that because it seems that a lot of times we are we're told that the dig deep moments are in the physical but i like being reminded that actually the dig deep moments are in are mental in the mind and the dig deep process and overcoming all of that is going to happen in our mind that's where we're going to have victory first that's right and when you say never give in well give in to what give in to the temptation to imitate Give in to the temptation to follow after the advice and opinions of other people. Give in to the judgments. Give in to the condemnation. To not be bold enough to stand out, to be the standout. What makes someone a standout? That's just simply somebody that is, you know what? I'm going to be brave enough and courageous enough to be me. To not follow after the crowd but to be me and then to be an asset to the crowd because I am divergent. I have something to offer rather than to imitate. The, the establishment of society norms, it actually frowns upon anyone that's being divergent as a whole. I think it's fascinating that you keep referring to imitation as something that you'll be tempted to do because obviously the word temptation is giving us these negative connotations because you, you've mentioned many times in past episodes that in order to achieve the good, you're always going to have to sort of hurdle over these this uh, almost like a moat of temptation to do the thing that's not lining up with your kinetic belief, what you're what you're believing for. So it's like in order to let's say be your authentic self, that divergent authentic self, you're going to have to overcome the temptation to imitate. And I like that distinction that you're making. Temptation's always going to go back to the path of least resistance. Mm. It's yes. you're being lazy, too lazy to embrace what makes you unique and different. You know, a, a great example of being lazy is the person that says, okay, well, my house is a mess, so it's time for me. I'm going to clean up. It's Saturday. I'm going to take an hour to go through here and clean my house. And then you see them go through and grab up into their arms everything that's sort of scattered around, mm-hmm. and they shove it into a closet and slam the door. <laughs> They've cleaned up. 
No, oh you God, haven't. Clean. You just followed the path of least resistance. <laughs> you were lazy, and you're imitating that which you've seen is clean. You're yeah. an imitator of cleanliness. Wow. But you're not clean. That's so good. You know, dig deep, do the right thing, move on so that you can reap the benefits, enjoy think, the fruit. And think about that person for just a moment again. It, let's say that they did take the time to fold things, put them away, throw things into the trash, put places back on a shelf, put everything back in its place and clean up. Now think about how good that would feel and how good they would feel about themselves, the peace of mind that follows, the sense of joy that comes. Well, that's the way all of life is. If you're willing to go the extra mile and not follow the path of least resistance, now all of a sudden you start living an advancing life, one full of joy and happiness, one that's stress-free that leads mm. to perfected health. And like you've told us before, which I love this point that you that you always make, is that you can you get better at this. So just, you know, take that momentum and do that first big push toward achieving these things that you're believing for and that you're desiring and then it becomes easier you get better at this you get better at overcoming resisting the temptation to do to be less than who you should be and i really think that's a huge point because you feel like it's going to be hard forever and that's that's not necessarily the case well that's right and again it's just recognizing why there are so many challenges to embracing your unique self and again it goes back to society absolutely frowning upon Anyone being divergent. The, the reason for those feelings of fear toward those that are brave enough to embrace their creative genius, their divergent self, is just because they can't be controlled. These are the people that usually aren't going to do what they're told to do. Yeah. yeah. Every corner of the earth has human beings that experience. Uh, expect those around them to follow the rules and all the strict principles of factions. Yeah. Remember who you are. Get back in line. Mm -hmm. Do what you're supposed to do. Look like you're supposed to look. Don't you know everybody in town's wearing tights? Put on your tights. <laughs> look. Is that an American joke? <laughs> it probably is. Uh, but if, if you if you are from one of those communities, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> look, divergent people don't necessarily follow the rules and restrictions, and they what they do is they break out of those norms and they defy the principles and all of the regulations of the world, and they are typically disliked. Or told that they're not liked because mm -hmm. they disrupt the smooth flow of life that's around them. Wow. And, and they're questioning all the systems. And so, you know what? Controlling authorities and, and uh, management and whatever, they fear them and, and they don't like them. What would you say to the person that um, they, they don't really feel divergent? They feel like, you know, I'm just meant to uh, be a part of this community and I've never felt like wrestling any, uh, ruffling any feathers. And I just don't, I don't think I'm really that divergent. I would say, first of all, you're not being honest with yourself because I would tell and, and I could absolutely if I spent time with someone like that, I could very quickly get to that time in their life where they would probably drop a tear telling you that they realize that they are somebody that's unique and different than the, the way that they're, they've been formed and told that they were. We talk a lot about the certain genius of painters like Picasso. We talked about him at length the other day, and you know more is known about Picasso and his career, and more has been recorded about him than any other painter of our time, and indeed, actually, of any time. Mm. Probably no painter in history has been written about as much and attacked 
and yet defended, explained, <laughs> and obscured, slandered, honored by so many writers so and, many and opinions. so many words, at least in his lifetime. However, if you read about his early life, you'll see that he was ultra aware of his environment. Mm. He was very, very observant, yes. even as a child. In fact, there's one accounting where he explained taking his first step. Now, how many people can remember taking their first step as a baby? He could. <laughs> wow. And his first word was piz, P-I-Z, which is the Spanish word for pencil. But his father was an artist and a professor, and he gave him an art education starting at the age of seven. Wow. But the thing is, by the time Picasso was 13 years old, his father, <laughs> it's sad, but he gave up painting because he felt that his son had already surpassed him in ability. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, but now the thing of my point is that what distinguished him as beyond normal was his unconventional uh, high state of consciousness as a child. And then as he grew, so ultra aware of his environment, he was so observant with everything. And so the point of this is that your sense of self-identity is your sense of destiny. Yes, your sense of, of your observation of what is, is going to define your destiny. And do you think that that was something he was born with, or was that instilled because of his, his, his father, his environment? Oh, it's believed he was actually born with that gift and an aptitude for that. Wow. But the point is, is that is available to all of us. Every single person, every creator on the planet has the ability to observe. Yeah. And again, this goes back to recognizing the path of least resistance is to pay no attention. But then the genius on the inside of you requires that, hey, just observe for a moment. Look within and ask yourself a couple of questions. One being, who am I? Hmm. And listen, why am I here? Again, observe. Observe. Slow down. Get away from the noise of influencers and ask yourself some questions and then be honest enough to answer in a, in a way that you're not considering anything uh, that's fear-based. Fear not when you answer those questions. I like that you brought up, too, that, that Picasso, he, he had those experiences from childhood, in childhood, and he carried them with him into adulthood because so many of us, we as we grow older, we go into adulthood and it's almost as if our mind is a room that just gets filled up with old dusty boxes of taxes and bills and family and drama and relationships that we shouldn't be in. And then when we finally get a hold of what we forgot we knew <laughs> as children, we have to clear all that out. And so I, I know that for myself personally, I went through a very lengthy process of just clearing out all of these sort of dull um, ideas of who I was so that it could be replaced with all with the reality, with really the divergent reality that we're talking about today. Not only are all of those obligations you just men mentioned um, redefining your divergent self, but so are all of those negative influencers that are redefining you and telling you what you should do and shouldn't do, who you who you are according to their own expectations and all those things. Yeah, it's funny that you said that because I just had this conversation with someone the other day and um, she runs a really um, successful business that she started and she's run it for many years. And someone was telling her that she should change the name of her business and she was actually considering it. Um, but it was just so funny to me because... 
you know, she knows what's best for her business. She's the one that's made it so successful, but she was all of a sudden considering this horrible idea to change the business just because someone said you should probably do this you know people just love to tell you what to do with your own life they just love it it's amazing and and then you have to sit there and go is this a good idea should I do this am I doing this wrong so you know trusting yourself is is a huge part of this that is the nature of creators that have the ability to use authority and dominion to create and structure their own life and if you're not doing it for yourself then the temptation is to do it for those people around you how can I control her how can I influence that person and that is a, a negative influencer and and those are the things that we have to unbecome in order to become the unique, original, divergent self that we were intended to be. And you've told us many times that the reason that people do that is because they cannot control themselves. They're they're not making the good decisions for themselves. So they feel like running around trying to make everyone else's decisions. A person that's out of control will control those around them. That's exactly right. Boom. Here's Huge. the thing. You can attract anything that you want out of life. And once you find out and, and are honest enough with yourself to come out of the closet of factions, <laughs> you begin attracting those things that, you, that agree with your divergent self. How do you do that? Well, you do it by journaling you have to journal and write down these the, your your words of of definition that define you who are you why are you here what makes you uniquely different what do you desire according to that how do you see yourself what how do you imagine your life being if everything were exactly uh, produced in a manner that is satisfactory to your soul and not not obligations. Don't confuse the two. But you have to get back to the original source purpose for you being in the land of the living. What makes you unique and different. And then you can attract anything that you want out of life by holding that thought form in the highest viewpoint for yourself. To recognize that, hey, no matter what, this is my conviction. This is my article of faith. No one's going to come in here and move me away from my purpose for living. And you hold on to that. And don't be double-minded. Don't be tempted by the opinions of other people. Other people's opinions are good for themselves because they are unique to themselves. And as long as you are seeking the advice of others, then you really are still just an imitator. Then when you begin doing this, whatever, you, whatever it is that you are expecting to manifest will manifest. And when it does, you should be the least surprised because you've already seen it coming to pass in your life. If it can still surprise you, then you haven't been imagining it in the present tense. I think it was, you were just talking about Picasso and it made me think of, um, it was Georgia O'Keeffe, the artist that said, I'm paraphrasing, but she basically said, you know, whether it's accolades or criticism, I just let them all go down the same drain. That's, isn't that good? <laughs> Which I just love yes, that. You know, who cares right. what the opinion is? Just if it's someone else's, it's none of your business. And I, I really like too how you were just taking us through this sort of exercise of journaling who you are, why you're here, what, what makes you different, unique, and and able to give a gift to the world that no one else can. And it and it just hit me as you were describing that that we're all told when we're all told that we're the same and that we're not that important, that we're not that different. All of a sudden we lose so much self value and everything you're taking us through today. It's really reestablishing that value. That's that's intrinsic that we really do have because think of the ego that someone like Picasso had to have to accomplish what he did. 
And we should all we should all see ourselves as that different that with that different and unique of a voice to give. I really I just love how you described that. And also, rather than see as ego, what you're actually what he's doing and what Georgia O'Keeffe was doing through the conservation of momentum, and that is holding on to the thing that she knew she was and casting mm-hmm. down negative imaginations. What all these people do that embrace their divergent self is they fall in unconditional love with themselves. Mm-hmm. That's another way the world would say, well, you're just egotistical. No, I'm just. <laughs> embracing my unique self. I'm just in love with myself. I'm in love with me and you should be too. But if you're not, that's okay. Isn't that powerful though? Oh my goodness. To actually walk around being fully in love with who you are. That is so rare. And that really is divergent. That's right. That does make you so different than, than the masses. That's right. Well, the beginning of power that is available to every single person listening right now is understanding that what you're actually doing when you choose to believe something is that what you believe to be your destiny in, in, in quantum physics, in particle physics, it's best understood as quantum entanglement. And the reason I bring this up is because I don't want you just to take my word for, for what I'm talking about here today. There's scientific proof. There, there are religious examples. There are thought disciplines. There are philosophical uh, uh, point twos. There's the quantum physics, there's science. All these roads have intersected now that build up the fact of what we're talking about here today. This stuff is real. This is true. This is not some uh, uh, magical, mystical thing that we're talking about, folks. This is the, this is how everything works for the successful. The oh, and I'm not talking about somebody that's just got a great job. I am talking about somebody that is advancing their mind and their body and their soul. They're living a perfected life toward completion through this life and beyond. What you do believe, it, it already exists, whatever it is that you choose to believe, and it is always attracted to manifestation. So in quantum entanglement, measurement or what you believe about what you choose to observe, it is an active process that always alters what you are measuring or what you are observing. In other words, those who purposefully use Kinetic belief, and kinetic belief is is a way to understand that is you're not going to change what you believe or what you choose to believe. You're not just believing whatever you feel like it or, or emotionally believing in whatever you just feel like believing, or you're not just believing what somebody told you is the latest, greatest fashion. No, you've chosen your beliefs according to your divergent uh, unique purpose, and you hold on to that. That is kinetic belief. And kinetic belief is the thing that attracts what you are desiring into your life. These are the people that are always optimistically happy. And these are the people that are always continually grateful. It's the kinetic believer that will not maintain their imaginations of things that are not lovely and pure, that can, will ultimately attract a thing that they don't want coming into their life. The destiny believer... That's the one who's believing the positive things, believing the good for themselves, believes the best in all things. They're expecting wealth and abundance. They imagine an enlightened mind and while experiencing a joyous life. It's the successful kinetic believer that's using their creative abilities to enjoy life. I like that you're making the connection between being divergent and it's more than 
you know, becoming a painter. It's connected to everything. It's connected to wealth. It's connected to that spiritual uh, heart piece. It's connected to all these things in life that we're working toward manifesting that we talk about here on the program all the time. Um, because creativity is so much more than than just basic art. That's right. It goes deeper than that. That's right. Everybody possesses and, and has an ability to focus the substance of their belief to change the physical around them. Isn't that cool? Yes. And you're not, your life, your circumstances will change. If you kinetically believe and you hold that thought form and you refuse to allow anybody to change your course, I am telling you, your circumstances change, your life changes, your health changes, your finances change, everything changes accordingly. A disciplined creator intentionally commands the universal source of matter to rearrange, to construct, to form, change, whatever, expand and attract, whatever it is you're desiring. And they never fail. Do you, I, I just have a random, sort of a, well, it's not a random question. It's, it's a focused question. <laughs> so, um, when, when you have been living a life where really just what you're, whatever you're focusing on is, it's not even intentional. It's just been happening to you. Um, it seems that once you begin working out, becoming a kinetic believer, practicing kinetic belief every single day, it seems like that would make like what you talk about the velocity of your belief it seems like it would make that really churn up so much faster than just the the belief that's just I guess I'm just saying that you can get out of the mess that you've made really quickly and I'm wondering if that's true sure and you know their society even structures thought camps that way there's the overweight camp you can take a retreat to, for music and immerse yourself into a thought form in a high way of thinking a mm-hmm. high viewpoint and all and absolutely attract a quick change to your life it's just like being immersed in a bad neighborhood growing up Mm. where you don't observe anything good and then you are attracting a bad lifestyle and bad things to happen to yourself. And that's a kinetic belief. That is the inertia of your belief system based on practical experiences. And I like that because I'm a person that likes to just sort of rip the bandaid off, you know, go to the boot camp, just do it really fast, do it really quick. When you want to make a change, just let's get it on. Let's get it over with sort of. And so I like that you're talking about immersion and that does make all of this happen extremely quickly. And it's it's very powerful. Uh, elites do this all the time. And you'll see NFL teams, they'll have their football camp before the season. They get away from the town they live in and they'll usually go out to a smaller, smaller town where they've got the football field and they train as camp and they immerse themselves in the ideas of the game that they're playing. Uh, we do this. We just finished, uh, I just finished writing a book and we went out into the wilderness of, of uh, where were we, in New Mexico, uh, up in Taos, yeah. and we went up into the Rockies and we were there for three months yeah. away from every influencer you can think of. We were in remote areas. <laughs> our, our leisure time was spent uh, four-wheeling in a Jeep on top of Rockies yeah, at 13,000 yes. feet, no one around but a, an occasional eagle or a, a bird, and that was about it. Yeah, it was Immersion. Immersion, 40 days if that's required, whatever it is, get away from the noise of the world and immerse yourself into the thought forms of your creative genius. And then you are applying the kinetic belief to attract the thing that you're hoping for into your life. Every single person has a divergent center that can either be corrupted by negative influencers or advanced by avoiding the path of least resistance. Average remains average by following the path of least resistance. We stayed at a remote 
by the road motel and this i mean it wasn't even out of the way there was no way there was nothing there is a remote area of the yukon of all places i mean it's like the end of the earth and, uh, and I, th- I think if i remember correctly it was called white horse maybe something like that it was near that yeah but the 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 story there this place where we were staying was that the mob boss al capone used to hide out there yeah. They told us that, and mm-hmm. they, they even had his they had his, pictures his pictures of him there, yeah. and his little name carved into a wall or something, but <laughs> with bullet holes or no, <laughs> no, I think right, that was but, the point that there weren't bullet holes. There. <laughs> that's right. But that was his hideout. <laughs> but now this was a person that was making life decisions based upon negative influence observations. A great, a great uh, illustration there. Grew up in that environment, and I think his father or family they were they're were all in in uh, really in the mob and, and so he that. sort of inherited that role as an adult but he used his divergent genius for destruction mm. so I it like, goes either way i like that you said inherited that he inherited that right. lifestyle because don't we all inherit a lifestyle and and you can take it or leave it don't just take what you're given make sure that you want it make sure of that least it's... resistance is inheritance well and was it uh who was it I wish I could remember. Maybe Thoreau. I think it was Thoreau that said something like, "Inheriting a plot of land is like the worst possible, you know, um, That's right. thing that you can get in life. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, just pray that right. you don't inherit land, right. so you can go and travel and discover yourself." But um, do you really think that we're? And I know that you've said we're all divergent, but I guess really, truly, genu- truly being divergent is like you're saying it's going to be a decision that we make. A quality decision. Uh, being divergent, everyone is different. Everyone is divergent. And then the, the quality decision that we're all faced with is just simply to come into agreement mm. with your divergent self. Come into agreement with your original source purpose for being here. Agree with what makes you unique. You don't have to decide to be unique. You don't have to, de- to determine that I want to be divergent. No, you already are. What you are not that you have become is you've agreed with all of the negative source um, opinions and ideas, negative source energy that you've listened to, to consider and observe that have formed you into something that you're not. So what you're actually doing is you're unbecoming all of those things that have redefined you away from the divergent self that you originally were. So you're not becoming something you're not. You're just simply embracing and agreeing with something that you already are. No two things are alike. And there's something in quantum physics that basically states that no two things are alike. And that includes people, that it, all the way down to the quantum particle. However, uh, physicists have, have they've observed a creative process called quantum entailment, which is otherwise known as the law of attraction. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. I've never heard that before. The, well, the, the divergent principle is otherwise known as the Pauli exclusion principle. And this is the quantum mechanical principle that states that two or more um, identical fermions, which are just particles with half integer spins, which is sort of a... What? It just means <laughs> they, they can't occupy the same <laughs> quantum state within a quantum system simultaneously. Okay. Basically, that's just saying that no two people are alike. Right. No two things okay. are alike. And according to philosophers, no pe- no two people are alike. Yeah. That's quantum physics, <laughs> philosophy. Why is this important? Because in, in psychological perspectives, behaviorist psychology, psychodynamic, humanism, cognitive, biological, um, 
evolutionary, all of those, all of the conclusions are that there are so many different perspectives in psychology and the musings of philosophers to explain the different types of behavior among human beings and all of the other differences. But the one thing that unites all of them is the divergent uniqueness of human beings. Isn't that amazing? Um, Ralph Emerson said, science doesn't know its debt to imagination. And that is so true. Oh, that's a good, that's a one-two punch. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So amazing. Well, and isn't that always it though? I know that you've talked, you've mentioned many times that it's so important to, when you're considering new things, to just get rid of any rules and any borders and any anything sort of blocking in your mental state just um, assume that anything is possible when you're considering new ideas and fresh ideas I know that's how you approach philosophy in a lot of ways well I do and then also uh, in quantum physics we know that thoughts actually have substance and there are particle physics to your thoughts you cannot have isn't this this is really cool you can't have a thought that doesn't exist mm. you yeah, cannot true. imagine something that's not possible because our imaginations wow. are in this universe. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's write that down. You can't imagine anything that's not possible. <laughs> that's huge. That's right. So if you can see yourself, you can you can be that. That's right. But now all that's left to do is to uh, kinetically believe yourself toward that. Yeah. Create a high viewpoint for the thought form. Journal it. And then meditate on that through a sense of gratitude and thanksgiving that you're already seeing it come to pass. You're seeing this in the present tense. And then you are imagining your life, um, how it will be with that as a fact. You're talking about being divergent today. And obviously that is going to be a massive part of of our self-identity. What specific role do you think that identity plays in manifesting these desires kinetically believing for them and seeing them show up well the 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 biggest thing here when you recognize your original purpose is that it is always going to lead to an advancing life one that's expanding you one that is prospering you mind body and soul one that is leading to perfected health that's leading to peace and joy optimistic happiness the original purpose for every single human being on the earth was one for advancing their life toward perfected completion. But it is only the chaos of a depleting life, one that's, that is under the force of decay and negativity, that will rob you of joy and peace and happiness, that will get you out of your purpose for life, that will have someone end up doing something that they never really imagined to do. But it was only formed by the thoughts of other people that have somehow constrained you and kept you from living your life in the manner that you were put on this earth to live it. That's the sad existence. Those are the people that get to the end of this and just realize the end of this life that they didn't live the life that they were supposed to. They lived someone else's. Their life was formed by the ideas and thoughts and opinions and and um, ideologies of other people. You don't have to do that. It doesn't matter where in the world you live right now. You can break those chains and get out from under that by just being quiet and meditating to look within long enough to Come to uh, agreement, come to a place of, of uh, embracing what makes you divergently different and then holding that thought form in a way that you can kinetically believe to advance it toward the thing that you are attracting. 
to manifest into your life. I read a fascinating article recently that was really just laying out how it's sort of an, I don't know if it's a new thing, but they were just saying that at every single stage in life, so 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, all the way up to, you know, 80s and 90s, there's always a very large group of people that think that when they hit those marks that life is over that and it's getting earlier and earlier and and they were kind of blaming it on some social media stuff like people are saying oh my god I'm 30 my life is done it's I'm toast it's over and but but that carries over into 40s 50s you know we've even met with 80 year olds that were trying to get a new identity even at in the twilight years of their life so for people who feel like they've already lived so much life and they're trying to receive their true divergent identity um what's the best way for them to make that shift from because i think a lot of times it's difficult to make the shift when you feel like you've wasted a lot of time a lot of things are geared toward 20 year olds you know so who's 20 anymore right we're all older but how what would you say to them to help them make that transition because that voice of it's too late is can be very loud. That is a voice that only belongs to imitators because they're looking around to find the role model. And they see the 80-year-old that is decrepit and old and can barely move around, and then that becomes a role model, and you're an imitator, and you're saying, okay, I'm 80, then that's how I'm supposed to be. And that is a byproduct of that. And there's no, uh, there's no way out of that unless you cast down imaginations of every uh, possible role model and quit looking for the paths of least resistance by being an imitator of what you see others doing. Stop being led around by your gates and those are your eyes and your ears. Be led around by your original purpose, which is always now. It's always in the present. It's always living for today, and it's always going to be masked by you and your identity and the thing that makes you divergent. That's who you are. That becomes your role model for life and for living, and then you're enjoying the unique purpose of your own life in every moment. You're not considering tomorrow and next year. You are just being creatively uh, inspired to be the genius and represent the genius within every single moment of every day, embracing, advancing your mind, body, and soul. And that's what I would say to that person. Wow, that's a really powerful way to look at it. And there, there are tons of examples of people you know, just showing us that it's never too late. I mean, I think, was it Tommy Lee Jones that didn't even act, do anything acting wise until he was in his like fifties or sixties and Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman. Was that it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So Gene Hackman. And then I, I, another article showed this woman, she's over a hundred still teaching a yoga class. So, you know, that's a long class. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive. It is. And you know, I just think that it's never too late mentality is so powerful. Well, fear defeats more people than than anything else in the entire world. Fear is a belief that operates upon the substance of things that are hoped for. And that thing which is feared will always come against the one that's in fear. Fear works the same way as faith. Fear is just the opposite of it. And it's a negative thing. If you are considering something that's negative, negative source energy, it will always manifest that thing which you fear every single time. So you've got to check yourself against the information that you're absorbing every single day. Make sure you're not reading fables of fear. Make sure you're not listening to negative news. Make sure you don't have friends that are talking negatively about other people. It doesn't matter if they're talking negatively about you or not. What matters is, is it negative source energy? Because that is what you're observing. And if you observe that, then you're consuming it, you're imagining it, and then it will absolutely manifest into your life in ways that you can't even think or imagine. 
Where there is resistance to decay, the manifestation of restoration and an advancing life always expands. Look, destruction comes where there is no expectation for any kind of sustainment or positive growth. You know, most people are just victims of circumstances. We just wait to see what's going to happen next. No, the meditation on whatever you desire is going to be the one that's purposeful in expanding their life, and it will always manifest. So how do, how do you remove resistance to the positive thing that you're hoping for? Because there's always going to be resistance, and that's a question I get often. You may absolutely believe for and expect a wonderful life to envelop you. And the way you remove the resistance, again, is you have to cast down every negative imagination, every negative thought form, every negative influencer that tries to have access to you and show up to give you some bad report. You've got to not consider those things and to observe those things because that always is going to result in attracting the thing that you don't want to have show up in your life. The thing of it is, is none of this is difficult. And it actually would be easy if you could just go out onto an island somewhere and just consider the best for your life. What makes it difficult are those negative influencers that have access to you. Well, and probably my favorite thing about today's episode is just how you keep taking us back to valuing our unique qualities and capabilities and that incredibly, and I like that you're telling us too, that we're unique down to the quantum level. It's not just that uh, you like to paint and... They don't. I mean, but the core of you, every single ounce of you is is just so different. And embracing that is really the start of manifesting this wildly successful and fun. And let's get up and live it excited to, to head out the door life every single day. Every single person listening to this is divergent. You are cooler than you knew, probably. (laughs) And yes, you are different. And yes, nobody knows who you really are unless you've been working at this for a while. So embrace it. Yeah. How exciting is that? How it's so exciting to to know that you get to sort of flourish in in this unique self that maybe you haven't even sort of met yet is is an incredible thing to consider. One of the first things that a person that recognizes their divergency does is to stop repeating negative things. If some if you if somebody just runs in there and shouts something at you that is not a positive <laughs> influence, the the very first thing or at least what you can do is don't repeat it. Who is running in here shouting things? I don't know, you. but you know, hey, it's happened, it right? Funny to imagine this. <laughs> Get out! I thought the door was locked. I heard everybody go. Well, I am, but just happening to me. <laughs> but just don't go and make a phone call and say, guess what just happened to me? And repeat it. Yeah. Don't do it. No, you need to start saying positive things. Words are things. Words are source things, and your words need to be positive. It is funny how we're always sort of more tempted to, to tell the car wreck story instead of the... Uh, I don't know, the shooting star story. Oh, we talk about the plane that was not successful at landing um, rather than the one that was. All the, all the thousands, hundreds yeah, of thousands right. that were. Yeah, no, that's right. a great point. What are you talking about? What are you discussing? Positive thoughts, positive words. Yes. And let's say some positive things right yeah, now. Just say this it. after me. Say, my divergent self. My divergent self. Flows into all of my endeavors. Flows into all of my endeavors. The joy of my creativity. The joy of my creativity. Is my inspiration. Is my inspiration. I choose the divergent 
divergent and original plan for me. I choose the divergent and original plan for me. I hope to be very different from all others. I hope to be very different from all others. My imagination is overflowing. My imagination is overflowing. With creative genius. With creative genius. The positive ideas in my life. The positive ideas in my life. Inspires me to live. Inspires me to live. I'm aware of my divergent genius. I'm aware of my divergent genius. I am inspired by the qualities I'm inspired by the qualities and the dreams and the dreams in my life. In my life, all of those, all of those that make me different. That make me different. I enjoy my unique within. I enjoy my unique within. After all, after all, I am. I am divergent. Divergent. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, I congratulations! Just, we're all going to go out into the world like You're I'm divergent. so different. I'm so unique. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true, right? You just kind of, uh, you know, just cut your eyes a little more than usual. <laughs> right. Just, just look at everyone at the side, little, side little eye. Mysterious. I love it. Well, today was really fun, honestly, because don't we all want to be different? Don't we all long to be special and unique and to know that about ourselves in a in a really intrinsic way that's that you can really sink your teeth into and do something with and, and, you know, output these creative genius resources. I, I think it's exciting. But that's always interesting because the longing to be different, really what that is, is just an awareness that you are. Yes, absolutely. Just agree with it. It's Stop denying little, it. Yeah, it's that little voice inside going, you know who you really are. Agree, agree, say yes, I do. Yeah. And yes, fall in love with yourself. Fall in love with a different self. Come out of the, the, the closet of of being like everybody else and just uh, embrace and celebrate and edify and encourage yourself, build yourself up in your uniqueness. And you know, when you do this, it's also going to give you all of the tools you need to know what you really want to manifest that's going to bring you joy and happiness and peace and that holistic, beautiful picture of, of your life. Because if you're not doing this, then you're just going to start pointing out things that other people have and saying, well, I want to manifest that. That looks fun. I like what, you know, Joe down the street, his car looks cool. I'll manifest that. Instead of, you know, have your own thoughts, your own ambitions, your own. That's right. Stop being an imitator. And then by all means, if you haven't already picked one up, get the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief Guided Journal. It is a book that you begin your new journey of determining what it is that you want to experience in this life. Get one if you haven't already gotten it. It's a 100-day challenge, and it'll change your life. And you journal your life. And I help you to begin soaring to those new heights as you begin developing those high viewpoints. And I take you page after page of doing that and recognizing your original purpose from even being here. Finding that that uh, divergent self and then you soar to those new heights in every direction of your life. It's available at kineticbelief.com. We've actually been getting a lot of really positive, fun feedback concerning those recently because we, we also released the digital printable version. If you don't want to wait for it to be shipped to you, you can just down, you know, pay for it and download it right there on the website it's so cool and a lot of what a lot of people are saying is that it's powerful but it's also so much fun that every single day they just sort of discover this new part of themselves we're getting some really sweet emails about it life is about adventure it's about discovery yes. and you can also while you're there download your purpose workbook which helps to unlock that innermost purpose for your life. You know, probably my favorite thing about your material, Steve, is that it always sort of holds our hand and takes us just step by step by step. And then before you know it, you've discovered these really fascinating, powerful truths about your about your unique self through this process. And, you know, it's not just... Uh, 
write a story, write a story about what your summer was like. <laughs> you know, I mean, you really do take a step by step through eat, whether it's the, the 100 day guided journal or it's the purpose workbook. They're so powerful. Like you said, you can get those at kineticbelief.com. This has been so much fun. This has. We have some miles to travel we before we better our day hit, is over. hit the road, hit the skies, whatever we're doing right now. That's right. And, and listen, it's a privilege to go through each day advancing your mind, body, and soul to become your divergent self. Awesome. This has been great, Steve. Thanks as usual for all the wisdom. Okay. See you back here tomorrow. See you then. Bye.